0: Hello and welcome to Minter Dialogue, episode number 211. Today is Sunday, the 11th of September 2016, and this interview is with Jamie Riddle, co founder of Birdsong Analytics, the world's leading pay as you go social media analytics platform. Jamie is an active and well respected writer, having been published on many important media, including The Drum, The Guardian, Wall Street Journal, and others. Previously, he founded and sold his digital marketing agency, Cheese. Having been at the forefront of digital marketing since the very beginning, Jamie is a man on the pulse. In this chat, we discuss how social media is evolving, which are the best channels, a new way to dissect the political actions that are ongoing, as well as look at the marketing strategy and tips for growing his online brand. Welcome to the Mentor Dialogue podcast, where we discuss brand marketing with a focus on all things digital. I am Minter Dial, your host and author of The Mindset, that's M-Y-N-D-S-E-T dot where branding gets personal. You'll find the show notes to the blog for the upcoming interview. Let's cut to the quick and enjoy the show. So, Jamie Riddell, is it Rydell or Riddell? Uh, It's Riddle, actually. There you go, Riddle. Well, we'll find out more about that in a moment. So, Jamie, uh, great to meet you. We've uh, known each other over the waves, uh, uh, not to mention your wavy hair, um, for the last uh, few years, and we we connected over the word birdsong. So, tell us
1: in in a few words who you are, what is birdsong, and what's your mindset, Jamie? Ah, the million-dollar question. So, uh... My name is Jamie. I am, uh, for want of a better phrase, a digital entrepreneur. I was one of the first people in the UK to uh, set up uh, a digital-only marketing agency, um, which we co-founded, grew, and exited between 1999 and 2007. Congratulations. Um, so after dreams of, uh, of getting fit, learning to play the drums and the piano, I ended up building uh, Bertong Analytics. Birdsong is the world's leading pay-as-you-go social analytics platform. It was created to fill the gap between uh, the free tools, of which there are no shortage of free tools, um, that tell you something for, uh, for nothing but not a lot uh, to really build a, a plan on, um, and the, the higher-end, uh, more valuable uh, monthly fee type uh, analytics product. There was nothing in the middle that gave you robust information that someone would happily pay for um, but wasn't tied into a contract. We couldn't find something so we built it. We called it Birdsong because uh, we started with tweets, of course. Uh, turns out there are other connotations as Minter has been telling me about uh, the Grateful Dead. Um, and it's a name that, that makes you smile. It's it a does. positive name. Certainly.
0: And what about your mindset?
1: Mindset's an interesting one. Um, we're watching the the, uh, the digital world, and of course, social as a, a, a software as a service. And we see also as you know, uh, people with interests in in Facebook and Twitter and, and various things that there's a lot of world, um, discussion about the the tech bubble. Is it going to burst? And those headlines have been around for two, three years now. I don't think the tech bubble is going to burst, but I think it's letting out air ever so gently. Um, and we're starting to see uh, some uh, well-funded uh, companies now pushing for cuts. Uh, they're saying we need to get back in the black. So I think the the days of free money are, are coming to an end quietly, uh, and we're going to see a, a, a slight more focus um around business plans and, and that ugly word profitability all right so um there you're
0: evidently talking about more like valuations when you talk about the bubble bursting correct
1: yeah yeah so so valuations uh, and certainly w- with birdsong we're, we're self-funded our last business was self-funded and we're up against heavily funded um competitors um we are seeing that other such companies in in the marketplace are are now making cuts. So there's been some well-publicized cuts uh, at some of our favorite SEO products, for example, um, where the phrase was, we need to get back in the black. Um, Buffer app, uh, which is a tool that we love, uh, has also publicly, very publicly stated that they need to get back in the black. They need to get to profitability. So it, it may be a handful of cases, but it's enough to, to pull a thread that says maybe time to grow up, time to uh, uh, to review how much money these things are making versus their valuation and you know what do those investors want back
0: yeah when when you look at the the model that has predominantly won or at least gets the most media is it's free build the audience and then all of a sudden monetize it and then in the monetization little by little they keep on creeping in on the liberties that we had and all of a sudden you get these ads dropping in more and more maybe you have to pay more to get Freer stuff, or you know, freer, a more um, a stream that's freer of ads, and so you, you get the feeling we're getting as consumers crunched in because of the private equity pressures to, to go for profitability.
1: Yeah, uh, it's very interesting. So uh, we also acquired a, a company called Tweetup. So Tweetup was a very well respected free Twitter analytics tool birdsong is not free there are no free trials um, there's no free samples there's a demo report um, but on the same breath there's no uh, lengthy commitments so it kind of works what we found with with twitch Up, which has got over seventy thousand customers worldwide um, is that people love it they love it because it's free
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is great there is no shortage of people that are going to put twitch up into a list of products that are going to tweet about how wonderful it is because it's free. Mm-hmm. It's also quite good. I'm not doing it a disservice. Trying to do that for a premium product right. that is unabashed by saying it costs money mm-hmm. um, is much harder. We still get people coming in saying, hey, why can't I get a free report? Well, because someone's got to pay for it. Right. Um, and in this instance, that's us.
0: Right, well, the the notion of uh, liking something that's free is sort of, it's so basically obvious. The issue today is that there are so many things that are free is cutting through the clutter to make my free thing visible. So what's been your strategy? Because you're not even free. You don't don't give away shit. So they have to pay to pay with you. Uh, So how, how, how have you made yourself get to where you got to, Jamie? So we...
1: We very much bootstrapped this growth. Uh, Our previous agency was a digital marketing agency so we had the the skills and and knowledge to understand how to plan and roll out a a, a successful uh, growth strategy Um, but we have focused initially on search engine optimization we do that in-house and we grow that um, by going after key terms and then continually watching what people are asking for, what people are talking about, and tailoring our proposition. Mm -hmm. So we are now in a position that we uh, gain traffic from uh, uh, Google US, Google UK, um, and all around the world. Uh, It's still a a real buzz to wake up and find some new customers in in South Korea. Um, And even though we've been doing this for a long time, and the stats will tell us how they found us, um, it's still interesting to, to wake up and realize that, well, someone who I've never spoken to, uh, who I thank very much, um, has just bought a report. Now, what was also interesting is that we have invested in what we thought would be the killer opportunity in so much as PR. So we've had some fantastic coverage. Uh, we've had coverage in The Guardian, in The Wall Street Journal, in The Standard, in The Drum, in Campaign, all of which we thought would really move that needle. mm mm-hmm. Didn't move it at all. Didn't move it at all. Nuts. Uh It's crazy, isn't it? So, what, what do you to what do you uh, describe that? I, I think there is just so much content out there now um, that people are just skimming over uh, a lot of this stuff. Now, some of it will go into the brand bucket which is also helping us. People now know us. Mm. Um, we're often often written about, uh, Forbes wrote about us as, as one of the tools your agency won't tell you about. So, <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of a victim of our own success. We're a, good, uh, a well-kept secret. And do you have a lot of agency clients? What, tell us a little bit, of what, if you can, about your agent, your client profiles. Sure. We have a, a hugely varied profile. We're a a pay-as-you-go, get your credit card out, buy a report. Um, So we're very much agnostic in in which type of markets that we're going for. Agencies being uh, our background, it makes sense that, that we have connections there. So uh, we're delighted that we, we include um, the major groups around the world uh, as clients, um, as well as many smaller agencies, some here in Bristol, uh, that I hope to catch up with today. Sure. Um, and uh, they use it for, for client campaigns, for, for pitches, and, and for um, you know, sort of benchmarking activity that, that falls outside their existing social analytics remits. We also have um, a, a good uh, spread of universities working with us. Um, we're delighted that the, the universities, including Duke um, and Harvard and Cambridge University, Not uh, have, it's all right, isn't it? You, you put that together and start smiling. Um, have come to to use our services, um, and uh, we're also doing quite a lot of work uh, ourselves and with other uh, clients around the U.S. election.
0: Right. I want to get into that in a moment, but let me just ask the, the I would say, the killer question. What is your value add? What, how, what, to what would you ascribe
1: the killer key point of difference for Birdsong? Uh, the key point of difference is there's almost two. One is that we are pay-as-you-go. Yeah. Now, that's actually quite liberating. Once you get over the fact that you've got to pay for it, mm-hmm. um, you get no sales calls, you get no follow-ups. I mean, you don't... By the way, I I really think that
0: go is a very interesting idea, and I personally feel why I'd like it in my own world. So I like that idea. But you wouldn't then come back to me and say, hey, you haven't used me in six months? You don't don't do any CRM per se?
1: No, I I correct myself. As soon as that came out of my mouth, I I thought, okay, right. Yes, of course we do CRM. Um, And we find other ways to engage Mm -hmm. with our our customers. Um, Most customers come on, they buy one or two reports to start with, Mm -hmm. then they come back and buy more, and then they come back and buy more. We have a credit system where clients can save money by uh, purchasing a, a bunch of credits. Right. So, so uh, an agency may come on, buy a bunch of credits, run some reports today, run some reports next week, next month. Um, of course, we encourage them to come back, but there's no hard sell. There's no, uh, you know, there's no, there's no commitment. Mm-hmm. You know, occasionally someone says, "What have I subscribed to?", To which we say, "Nothing." Right. Not subscribe to anything.
0: Well, I do like the idea that you're, Jamie, that you're focusing on the value component, uh, that you're not giving it away. Because, I mean, if you give it away, then what is it? Mm-hmm. And, and then this notion of they're coming back. I, maybe w- when they come back, or do you get a feeling for what people are coming for the most? Is there, I mean, maybe that will depend on the vertical. But
1: sure. Yeah, so uh, we have uh, a range of, of clients that are coming back um, and running the same report on a regular basis. So they're clearly benchmarking or auditing their activity. We have a lot of people that are very interested in in follower analysis for Twitter specifically because they have found that um, using our um, reports and our data, they can gain more understanding of followers, uh, of competitors and segmentation. And they're saying that they're using that to great effect with Twitter advertising. So, we're, you know, we're very keen that, that people use Twitter advertising because it's a great opportunity. Um, and using our system, we are getting reports back that saying that by working with Birdsong to get a profile of customer followers and doing some of their own offline segmentation because we provide them uh, with some, some data as well, that they're getting greater returns when using that as a targeted audience or a customer audience on Twitter ads than on um, Traditional targeting methods. The other area that that is interesting at the moment, we have um, uh, customers primarily in the US. Large data companies are, are working with us. They've got a lot of electoral data. They've got email data. They don't have the social data. Mm -hmm. So they can come to us and we can help provide them with the insights and the data that they need for their social campaigns, which they're taking and and bolting together with their existing uh, insights to create something even greater.
0: Mm. I want to get into the weeds of of one thing before we talk about politics, because I definitely want to talk about Trump and Clinton. Social media is not a fad. We think we we have to admit that it's around and it's it's real. However that doesn 't necessarily mean that they 're all going to stay the same let 's say that there are some that are on the ascent, some of the are middling around, some that are on the decline to what extent where would you put Twitter in that to the extent that your bird song and their tweeting is mm-hmm. is an integral part of everything we 've spoken around so far is
1: t- where is twitter where, How do you see that flying around Twitter is struggling it 's it's, uh I think that's well documented. And that's a shame. It has a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. I think it's got some internal challenges. Um, w- Twitter is also still incredibly popular. Mm-hmm. It gets a bad rep, but mm-hmm. it's incredibly popular. But we're also seeing uh, unprecedented demand for uh, Facebook insights. Mm-hmm. So we provide Facebook insights you know when you have a billion plus users, uh, fifty million groups, or whatever the figures are there 's a lot of a lot of data on on, uh, on Facebook and interest there Instagram, five hundred million global users that 's growing, but you also then start to find pockets of interest. Um, we have a lot of Middle East customers who want Instagram, not so bothered about Twitter. We have a lot of people in the Far East that want Twitter, not so bothered about Instagram. So there are some geographic um, focuses on, on, on different areas. Um, and with Twitter specifically, it's, it's, the, it's the sick man uh, at the moment, but we hope mm. with the changes that I talked about, there's a board meeting we believe happening in San Francisco today, um, that they find their way back mm. to glory. Mm. Um,
0: well, I think it's another example of the financial markets pushing them to do something that I think that they're not supposed to do. I think they, they've, they've sort of tried to mirror the success of their brotherly Facebook, and, and yet that's just not what they are f- they're for, so they get pushed
1: and dilute what their strength is. I agree completely. I think they are in in an almost no-win situation. Um, When they bring out something that is comparable to Facebook, they're they're berated for being a copycat of Facebook. When they don't hit the same numbers as Facebook, they're beated for for not hitting the numbers of Facebook. So damned if you do, damned if you don't. I think there needs to be a review of the core beliefs uh, at Twitter. Twitter started as a 140-character messaging platform, and we all loved it be- because of that. Um, that still exists now. They're rolling out some great things. I'm starting to love moments. I think that's actually, you know, for me, traveling down to Like Minds last night, I used moments to catch up on uh, what's happening with the Apple conference. Um, and what I liked about that was I was staying on Twitter. I was getting what i needed without being driven off to a link somewhere else yeah mm-hmm. so so i learned about apple i learned about nine out of the 14 um humpback whales are now out of uh, extinction uh, watch along with the panda <laughs> yeah fantastic so so we're learning this stuff yeah. but on the same measure twitter's done a deal that you can sit there and watch an nfl match on twitter right. which doesn't feel like to me okay i'm not an nfl yeah. fan doesn't feel like you know we're almost they're almost trying to do too many things and uh, looking at the other
0: types of social media, because let's say there's the Snapchats and Telegrams and WhatsApps, presumably you don't have any access to them and they're out of reach from an analytics standpoint? Um,
1: in the main, the, it's down to what we're allowed to access.
0: Right. The, the why, the pipeline. Yeah,
1: right. yeah. so the APIs, the access. So uh, Instagram, obviously, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Pinterest has some some access. Um, they have varying levels of access for partners and uh, and so on and so forth. And we're always looking at, at new opportunities. Sina Weibo in China is obviously uh, a key one that we want WeChat. to. Uh, WeChat possibly. Um, it's finding what we can um, offer insights to and benefits to. What we're very wary of is is getting into. Um, you know, chat analysis, that type right. of thing. Sentiment,
0: where it's languages.
1: Well, two, yeah, absolutely. So language and sentiment, for two reasons. One, it's a well-trodden market, and two, it's actually incredibly subjective. Um, when people asked us at the outset, are you doing sentiment analysis? We said no. They said, great, because it's rubbish. Yes. That's one person's opinion. Right. But, it's, uh, but it's also just you're ensuring that we're not crossing the line of, 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 of invasion of privacy, right. if you like. All right. so in uh, Google Plus? <laughs> Google Plus is interesting. Um,
0: thumbs up, thumbs down?
1: Thumbs in the middle. Um, I'd, li- <clears throat> I'd like to be doing more with Google Plus. Um, they don't seem to have a box for um, uh, analytics partners. Um, they have boxes for uh, people that want to post stuff on the network which is fine and uh, they ask you questions like how much sentiment are you going to analyze or or, what what chat listening are you going to do there's no box to say that's not what we're doing but we'd love to be working with you Mm -hmm. so um we'd love to be doing more with google plus it is a confusing proposition Mm -hmm. for most people at the moment um but it's google Mm -hmm. you cannot bet against google
0: all right, so um, you mentioned a little while ago politics. Mm. All right, so tell us what you're doing and where, actually, where is the business model in politics? I mean, are these just PR campaigns to understand what's going on and, and make some noise? Or is there, are there people, like is 10 Downing
1: Street coming and saying, we need your help? Um, uh, 10 Downing Street are aware of us. They haven't called, sadly, just yet. Where we're going with this, we did some of our own analysis for the general election. We knew that there's a lot of chatter about the Labour Party. And if you analysed that side of things, it looked like Labour was going to win. Because more people were talking about Labour, it was seemingly more positive. What we found is we went through, when we analysed all of the uh, Twitter followers of the... uh, major parties and of the major candidates Um, and that over and above a beauty contest of how many followers have you got what we started to do is we started to cross-reference these followers we always believe that analyzing followers is a bit like intent to purchase or or, uh, propensity to be interested in you may not talk about it but you might be following so your actions Um, so we analyzed the crossover So we analysed all of the major parties, matched the followers against each one to see which party had the greatest unique following, which one had the greatest overlap. The Conservatives and UKIP had the greatest overlap, which was fascinating. Um, So there was a potential threat there. That's that's individuals who are following both. That's right. Uh, So you take out the Westminster bubble uh, of people that are going to be, and the same in the US, the press pack. Um, And then you get down to who's actually listening to what's saying they're not chatting about it they've actually decided i am going to go and follow this person and listen to what they're saying and what we found is that when we came down to personalities david cameron was far in front in terms of unique people that wanted to follow him. And no, so
0: just so I understand, yeah. to be clear, these are unique people. They're not following anybody else. Farage or whatever. They only wanted to
1: follow Cameron. Yeah, so we analysed say see. five to ten of the key politicians and then broke it down to Say how many follow? Just one. One or two, two or three.
0: And you don't look at how many or how often those unique followers are retweeting and stuff. Is that,
1: is that included in what you do? Um, we didn't for that specific uh, project. And the reason being that there 's still thirty to fifty percent depending on who you look at they say nothing at all how How can you measure nothing. some something yeah how can you measure nothing so so uh, we, we we took that out for the time being so yeah. it's like we 've also done stuff with with the u s elections and and it's one we 're very aware that this is one data set right um, but when we analysed the, the, the so we analysed uh, two weeks ago the followers of Trump and the followers of Clinton, we looked at their followers, if they'd stated a location, where was that location, and who had the most followers in each of the states. There were only three states where Hillary had more Twitter followers than Donald. That was Washington, D.C., Washington State, and Vermont. So... So that's one piece of... So that, that data would then suggest that uh, Trump's going to win? That would suggest that Trump's going to win if everybody did what... If they, data sets... Yeah. Like yeah, but what I find interesting is that when you boil it down, the amount of people that actually put in their, their, their location was a few million from, I think, cumulative about 18 million. So whilst it was quite small, it's bigger than some of the vox pops that have been done. So I believe it was uh, Reuters came out two weeks ago with what they claim is the biggest poll of potential voting behavior. It was 125,000 people, which is supposed to be representative across the the United States. Um, So we believe that our data's got a story to tell. What we're doing with it is just looking to predict intent and and see what we can learn and promote our product. Hey, that's why we're here.
0: I mean, let's say, uh, concretely, the Twitter base is a different type of base and not necessarily representative cross-section.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, It is uh, uh, not representative uh, across uh, you know we 're going to have tech savvy people we 're going to have uh, people who 've got off their their buns to 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 join Twitter and to then go and follow uh, one or other of, of these candidates so it 's going to be a a, sort of a skew of sorts but where we 're also seeing interest is that we know um, certain companies are 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 looking at this data so in the last Campaigns, the the two Obama campaigns, it was all about building an email list. And from the email list, you can get a donor list. From a donor list, you can get money. Mm -hmm. Social data is now starting to augment
0: these right. profiles. Well, for sure, Trump is more a trumpeter mm. uh, on Twitter, and, and in that, it's been analyzed that he actually tweets uh, from his phone a certain number, no- I think it's a Samsung, a certain number of his own tweets. Uh, you can imagine he's more interested in it than, let's say, Hillary is. Clinton,
1: yeah, it, well, it's a very interesting take there because there's also the stories coming out that saying Clinton, um, Trump doesn't care about data. He just you know he 's got a megaphone and he 's going to use it yeah. uh, and clinton 's going to go strategic with with the data so um, this is one of the beauties of social media that I love is that you could do both mm-hmm. you can you can just use it as a, as a as an amplification of your message. you could also be using it to understand more about your audience, your potential voter behavior if you could see everyone that follows Hillary, if you could match that. Um, to wider data that you may have, say, if you're the the, uh, uh, the, uh, the party, um, you could also start to understand what affinities they have with other people. So every Twitter account, I believe, is interesting because you can see, even on Twitter.com, uh, who they follow and who's following them. So if this was an old-school mailing list, it would be people with a propensity to be interested in. So if I can go and find lots of people that follow certain genres, certain publications, certain verticals, right. then you start to build up a picture of people that have a propensity to be interested in your message. How you then get the message to them is down to Twitter advertising, it's down to successful strategies which the world of experts who are our customers can advise on. You mentioned that we've been talking a lot about Twitter, but yeah. can you do this with others and, and other platforms? Twitter is the most uh, open of the platforms, that's and and it's it's uh, almost the default conversation right. a, ends up there. But uh, Facebook is absolutely uh, rigged tight. There's there's no the no data true. there that mm-hmm. they can provide. So uh, on a standard report, you could start to see who's engaging. Mm-hmm. But if you wanted to drill down um, to find more information, then then you hit a roadblock with Facebook. Mm-hmm. They've been very key on their on their privacy, and that's important. Instagram went through some changes. So over the last two months we've seen the introduction of business pages, we've Mm -hmm. seen the introduction of of many new features, Um, and Instagram had always been able to show you um, the engaged fans. So if you followed a brand on Instagram and you you stuck your head above the parapet, you liked, you commented, um, then you were fair game uh, to be shown. They went for a while, you could see everybody they're now back to recent engaged followers mm-hmm. so you can get a sample um so they don't have as much but they have some insights um and we expect that to be useful as, as instagram rolls into its facebook advertising program so we might start to be able to to help provide audiences for for further marketing and engagement
0: right, i want to just one last area of questioning uh, jamie which is on marketing, so uh, first area maybe is how we, you mentioned your, your, you got the PR for, for Birdsong. Uh, how, how do you get Birdsong to be known? You don't give away free product. So what? what do you, what's your key strategy? What, how, what kind of learnings can you give for other entrepreneurs on, on, on how to market your brand? Uh,
1: well, the first bad news is there's no easy, right. easy option. Does uh, that mean no freeway? <laughs> uh, <yeah>. The <laughs> SEO is a logical thing but you've got yours you have to start with what people are looking for twitter analytics facebook insights export twitter followers you know but those are very niche terms so you have to start there you then have to start paying attention to the questions people are asking and you can do that with social listening you can go and look at quora you can look at product hunt what questions are people asking for and make sure that both your product and your marketing answer those questions it's then ensuring that you do talk to your customers, understand what they're doing, and and see if you can reflect that in the the marketing that you do. We've not found great success in in traditional in inverted commas PR. Getting mentioned in in magazines is not moving the dial. It's um, maybe the brand awareness, as you say. Hey, you know, as seen in the Wall Street Journal, right. is good for me. Sure. Um, uh, we haven't done too much offline. Promotion, um, uh, and the key area, key area that we can't identify is is Facebook groups. We get spikes from uh, what some people have called the dark web. It's not the dark web. It's just their secret Facebook groups mm-hmm. that people are talking, and you can see bump of traffic, um, and that's resultant from somewhere. Um, we haven't done too much offline marketing because our audience is from here to North America, South Korea, and, and uh, into Africa. Um, so it's it's kind of word of mouth. It's, it's, it's standard SEO. It's paid advertising in, in pay-per-click around the world. Um, and then it's continually finding innovative ways to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we are there yet in, in in saturation of our message mm-hmm. um as we said before it's almost we are the best kept secret right. um so we just got to hope people will tell their friends or mm-hmm. tell their colleagues at least uh of what what we are and, and what we can achieve
0: in terms of seo is, is are we talking a hundred percent or some smaller amount on google or are, are, i mean in other words are we using bing yahoo or anything else or is it just google
1: Google in most territories, in the States, because it's that much bigger, we've got Google DuckDuckGo, some Bing, some AOL, some Yahoo. There's only two or three real partners out there. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's that's where we're getting with with Google. But we also find a lot of love in in Answers sites. So we love Quora. Mm -hmm. That's that's my tip. If you don't know Quora, just go and build yourself a, a, a credible presence on Quora. It's not there to just promote your yeah. to flog your stuff but but be part of the community because it's fascinating anyway you can learn so much on quora um answer questions be helpful suggest your competitors if it's relevant suggest your site if it's relevant um and that can really help explain some of the products and i think that's one of the key things is for birdsong is explaining the product trying to explain what it is how it works how you could use it um We've never spent money on, on brand advertising. We're getting to the point now that people are saying, hey, I use Birdsong, I've known about it for a while, but have only just had the opportunity now. Um, uh, so it's growing. But that's the bootstrapped way. It's the long way round. Yeah.
0: Well, pay as you go it seems like a really interesting way, Jamie. So, uh, we're in Bristol here at Like Minds, about to have a day conference, as you can hear in the background perhaps. Uh, what is, what's what's a key expectation for your days? Is, is there a particular chat or person, or what are you looking forward to? And then we'll find out later if it came around.
1: <laughs> uh, I got to meet you. We've been talking for two years. So, you know, box ticked on, on the first morning. Um, I'm here for innovation and insights. I spend most of my time at the coalface. Sometimes these events are great just to take a step back, think about things that aren't in your daily process. Um, And often they spark something completely unrelated, an idea, a way of working, an opportunity. We have some clients here today which are be great to see. Some old friends would be great to see. Um, I'm coming with an open mind and an open book. See what I can learn.
0: I guess we all need a lot of that. Jamie, great
1: to have you on the show and finally meet. Thank you so much to be here. Great to see you, Minter. Thank you.
0: Thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minter Dialogue Show. You'll find the show notes on themindset.com. That's mindset with a Y. Where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter at forward slash subscribe. If you like the show, please do rate it in iTunes. That really makes my day. Happy trails and enjoy Josh Sachs's Painted Fingers. Oh film me.
2: All your colors, any different way to rid me of the gray and heal me with all your imperfections that you mention in your lack of self-security.